Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I am Tom Mills and today I am at St. Andrews at the Old Course, ready for the Open, 150th. Don't forget guys, we're going to be here all week at the Scores. There's loads of things going on at the Scores Hotel. We've got the Sander Clubhouse, we've got speakers. It's going to be amazing, so if you can get there, make sure you do. Today I was out walking the fairways and bumped into an old friend. We started talking and... We just decided to sit down in the stand on the second hole and, and have this podcast. So here is John McLaughlin. Hope you enjoy. Watch this. No way. I won't even roll an intro. We're just going to jump straight into it. I think... It's weird who you bump into when you come to an Open, and it's Monday of the Open, we're here at St Andrews at the Old Course, currently based actually at the back of the second tee, and as I was crossing the fairway on the 17th, I bumped into an old face, an old mm. friend, John McLaughlin, <laughs> head greenkeeper at Wallasey. Well, co- course manager of Wallasey, co- but I an- co- answer to all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got John, <laughs> someone who will know a bit about grass, and we're here just, you're just here for how many days? Yeah, so I've come up uh, Monday and Tuesday just to have a look at the course, just catch up with a few friends, and then uh, it looks as though it's going to be pretty busy from uh, Thursday to Sunday, so I'll be able to enjoy that at the uh, on the comfort of my couch. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's looking pretty busy now, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's uh, from Monday, I was hoping it was going to be quiet, but it's not, it's, uh, it's pretty rammed, yeah. It's pretty busy, isn't it? It's not easy to get around. Yeah. No, so that that was me I think thinking. we bumped into each other waiting for about 15 minutes to cross a fairway. Yeah, so, so me thinking was this week, I, I had an idea it's uh, going to be really busy at the at the weekend and difficult to watch. It was nice just to come here early and uh, get some merchandise before it sells, <laughs> sells out as well. So oh, what, have you got? what merch have you got for? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's just some caps and some water bottles and, and the odd top. Yeah, they know how yeah. to sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they've got selling stuff. Yeah, down. although I've just noticed the water bottle's gone up to £40 this year, so I'm... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least the so, water's uh, free. So I won't be buying more than one this year. So <laughs> <laughs> at least the water's free. Yeah, it's, fr- it's free. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make use of the forty-pound water bottle. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we so we bumped into each other, crossed, crossed, and we walked because you you've got a friend here. Who who, have you, who do you know? Yeah. That's here? So uh, I've got quite a few friends that caddy on the tour. Uh, so. We just we've just been walking with uh, Harold Wagner because my friend Caddy's for him. Chris Rice, uh, I think Tommy Fleetwood will be out later, so we'll have a walk with Finno and Tommy later, uh, and then just catch up with a few other friends that are, that are around about. So yeah, I've got to be honest, I felt quite baller when we were on the second tee. Just to put some context on this, we had no idea. You said you were going down to see to see your mate, and I, I said I'll come with you. I'll come for a wander. Yeah. We had no idea who he was going to be with. <laughs> but then we turned yeah. up and there's a big crowd for for, for Harold Varner, no offence to Harold Varner, it's a big yeah. crowd though. And then we see DJ, uh, Hoagie and Rory. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, this is this is getting busy. Yeah, so uh, I was hoping that it would be a nice leisurely stroll round all 18 holes uh, and you couldn't actually see anything. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was tough, ba- wasn't it? It wasn't a bad thing it's to have a little break. To be fair though, we, 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 we watched them tee off one. Um, we went and watched them putt out on one. Then we found a little mini grandstand on two that you managed to squirrel your way to the front yeah. of somehow and be like, yeah. hey, hey, here I am. And you looked like a right dot. You looked like a right baller when he came over and shook your hand. Everyone was like, who's this guy? Who's this guy next to me? 
yeah that's the beauty of the the open it's uh the one tournament where everyone sort of rocks up if if you're really into your golf so yeah. it's always every year is one of the highlights of the year yeah and what's your thoughts on it so far like obviously you've been to st andrews a ton yeah so the, the st andrews is uh is my favorite place in the world and the old course is i'm like tiger it's it, it is it, it's the home of golf it's 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 the place so uh if i had to play one round uh i had one round left it would definitely be wallacey but after after wallacey <laughs> yeah, it, it would be the old course uh and actually the town is just unbelievable so uh so yeah it's yeah, pretty I'm pretty cool so yeah but it's um i'm surprised how well i'm i'm pleasantly surprised how brown the course is so it's it's only monday so there's there's another three days to go before tournament days and the fairways are really starting to bake out which which is fantastic the greens uh i suppose for the monday this this they're on the greenish side but it, it looks as though they're in a really good place to dry them down for, for so, thursday so, so explain what you because i'm i'm not a, an, a any way shape or form know anything about agronomy so yeah. Because they, they look quite to me, they look quite green. Yeah, like, and we've watched some players hit in, and it's been looks like it's been fairly soft and receptive. Is that good for a Monday? Is that yeah, well, I think I think with the forecast being so good this week, they don't want to peak the greens. They wouldn't want to peak the greens too early. So it's it's Monday now, so they are relatively green and receptive. But with the weather forecast being so good and so hot for the next few days, I would imagine they can start drying them out from from sort of Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, I'm hoping they'll be uh, they'll be a little bit browner and how really long, firm. How long can they start? Them. Yeah, like so it, pro- that that's it. If they if if they were really brown now, they could almost be in trouble by Thursday, Friday, because once you lose them, it's so difficult to get back. So they're probably looking at uh, keep, keeping them th- fairly green and healthy uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, they'll start really drying them down. Because how, how long will that take? Yeah, I, th- I think they, they they could probably do it within two three days now. Really? So yeah, so I think by but obviously they don't want to lose the greens too early because they've still got to be really playable for Sunday. So I would imagine as the as Thursday rolls into the weekend. They, they, they will start drying them down so Sunday I would expect them to be uh, really firm and fast and really fiery yeah, which which should be great we're, we're just currently sat uh, above we're in the grandstand we're above the second green um, which is just a, by the I was just saying to you I think the second hole here is just a magnificent golf hole the green is just amazing um, but we're sat looking at it, it now and looking down the fairway like the fairways are gone or, or you know they're brown yeah the f- the f- that's good like, yeah we're it's brilliant the boys yeah. though hit we watched rory um hit down here you know they are absolutely crunching they're all hitting drivers like do we think do you think courses records in peril or do you think yeah gonna- i think if if there's no wind uh yeah i, th- I think there's going to be i, th- I think 63 will get broken this week uh it's it's really reliant on the wind and again that the fairways are burnt out but the the to make it tricky they're really gonna have to dry down these greens and, yeah. f- and firm it's, things it's, up it's gonna yeah. be like throwing darts because yeah. it? like um, it's playing so long <clears throat> on the fairways 
Like we've hit, we've watched Rory just hit like a 380-yard drive down here and have a flick into a really receptive green. Like this could be a problem. Yeah, our average drives I think will be about three, 350, 360 this week. So if if the greens aren't <coughs> really firm and 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 if not not receptive, so they really need to be firm and bouncing the ball away. Otherwise. There could be some seriously low scores, but hopefully uh, th- th- there'll be a little bit of wind and uh, things will be a little bit tricky for yeah, them. Yeah, well, we're not forecast a whole ton of wind. I think that's the problem. No, but I'm with you. I think I think we'll see it. The 63. That's the the lowest score ever uh, in a major. I think yeah, that's going to be. I think that's going to be broken Thursday, Friday. I would have thought because as as long as it stays like this, I can't see it holding it. But like you say, as they start to lose. As they start to dry the greens out, get them firmer, they can tuck these pins in some some really tricky places. Um, do you think they're going to try and? I mean, do you think they're going to try and just tighten up those pin placements a little bit and try and make it a bit more difficult? To yeah, I think I think if they know the weather and it, it, it's not going to be too windy, I think the the will the will really uh, tuck the pins up just just to try and protect the course a little bit. They don't want anyone. They certainly wouldn't want anyone go going seriously low. If, if anyone yeah. broke sixty, it would be a bit of a crying shame for the old course. So I, just, I think. But the, I just don't think it's a problem. <coughs> I have had this conversation with a few people, and I just don't think it's a problem. I just don't think the number matters. Yeah, no, you, it, I don't know what no. you think about. But. Yeah, I, again, I don't think you know. Ev- everyone gets caught up in over a past seventy-two or a past seventy-one. You know, it's got to be. Uh, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. It bothers it, me. It, whatever, par par seventy, par par. But that that's that's fine. Yeah, and I suppose playing each other. Exactly. On so a, on, on a play on a playing field, but they're yeah. all playing. They're not playing the course. They're playing each other. And it's whoever can go around the lower score. Exactly. I just I just wouldn't like to see twenty under broken in yeah. in a major. That that that's. Uh, that that you know it's meant to be the, the you know the toughest test in golf and you know you just don't want people going below 20 under you know i i, I think if 10 12 13 under won this week that would be a success if if someone shoots 24 under then it, it's almost leaving the old course yeah. uh well i think it's going to be th- you're then going to have to start seriously i think this could be a watershed moment in golf if i'm perfectly honest because yeah. if, if 20 under happens or or something around that and they make a mockery of it they're going to have to start looking at equipment ball yeah I'm just saying this like we can't the old course can't be obsolete exactly and and I think it, you're right yeah it could be a real a real pivotal moment in golf where I've watched Bryson this morning and Rory and DJ and they, they are hitting it almost 400 yards in this firm conditions and if if the old course gets torn to shreds this week, uh, you know it it's going to be a crying shame. Yeah, and I think I think it will force them to do something. Yeah, although the course setup, I I worked at Royal Melbourne uh, for the Heineken Classic, and uh, NEL's won. I think it was like two thousand and one, two thousand and two, and then NEL shot like sixty one. The uh, 
on on the Friday for a course record round Royal Melbourne. None of the members were best pleased. Yeah. Uh, members are always one that offended yeah, the most. Yeah, the, 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 the members weren't best pleased. So the next day they tucked up all the pins. They made it really difficult, and he shot seventy nine the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so he went, I think he went sixty one seventy nine, and then I think he won by a shot by shooting sort of, sort of seventy two on the Sunday. But uh, it just shows how pivotal course setup can be. So and they can get they can really trick the greens up and yeah you know certainly at St Andrews they can put the pins in certain places where it's saying like if you go for this and you don't get it spot on you're gonna get you're gonna get in yeah trouble. and people have got to they've got to learn where to miss and where to play yeah where to, where to play into although watching like I've played Lynx golf all my life and I, I love it in bumping runs and putting off the greens but just watching them last week at renaissance and watching them in previous opens the u.s players they're not playing pump uh, bumping no. runs anymore the, the, so they're, they're all lofty even spieth watching him at renaissance yesterday and saturday they're just taking a 60 degree out and they, they could be 15 yards off the greens they're just taking all the contouring out of play yeah. so again I think that will be a bit of a watershed moment if this week there's no wind they miss a green and normally it would be a tricky putt or a 50-60 yard putter with the double greens but they're just floating them into sort of five foot and stopping them dead so yeah. I think the, the defence of the old course with the undulations it will be interesting to see if they just take them out of play this week yeah. well this this particular we're looking down on yeah. two and I, I've been, well, in fact we're watching someone it's just driven I know he's come out of the rough thank god they've just driven the green yeah. um, and those undulations <coughs> we're looking down on I think two is the, the most well protected green on the course there and when they put the pin yeah. into the front of that green it's so difficult you look at the crump the rumpling the crumples on the ground it's so difficult to get anywhere near where you want to go and like you say yeah. if they can just fizz one in there one stops check it's yeah that w that would be a shame and to be fair over the last you know five six years the players were playing a lot of bump and runs and putting off the greens but the new breeds of golfers coming through they just don't do that anymore they just everything's aerial golf but they've got so much control over yeah. the ball that a 60 degree 20 shot from five yards off the green yeah. you know back in the day that was just the putter they are just lobbing them in now so uh, is that because yeah. uh, you know uh, I don't play Lynx golf I play a lot of links golf but not my, my everyday mm. golf isn't links. is is that if can they get the greens firm enough that, that they just can't do that is that something they can yeah do? Uh, possibly yeah uh, the I actually was lucky enough to go to Shinnecock Hills for the US Open uh, and that was I, I was there for the week but on the Saturday where they nearly lost the course the greens oh, were just the greens were just so firm so that's when I, Nicholson hit it a yeah, well, he still and, and he still, still moved. Yeah, I think. Well, Tommy shot sixty three oh, yes, on the Sunday, but on the rampage, on the Saturday, uh, which I walked around with him the full the full round, and I think he shot seventy eight or seventy nine. But and you just couldn't hold the greens. But the, it was windy, and the greens were just dead. But it was a spectacle because it it was just. It was just so tough, but that, that that's as far as you could push a golf course without losing well, it, was, it, it, I think. It was unrecoverable, wasn't yeah, it? So, I, mean, I think they tried to water it to death on yeah, Sunday. So, so they pretty much lost the course, but that, 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 I don't think the RNA and uh, 
don't think they'd be prepared no. to push it so far. With it being a Lynx course and, and with the weather being being able to change with the tides, I think they can't push it quite as much as what the USGA did. Yeah, and I I don't think they'd be... The difference between the RNA and the USGA is, is the USGA are obsessed with par. Yeah. Which I don't think the RNA are. I don't no. think the RNA would mind it 12 or 13 under, 14 under. I think they'd be they'd be no. okay with that. Whereas yeah. what the USGA try and do is they try and get a par, make the course, almost make a mockery of the players yeah. in a way, and that's what they did at Shinnecock. Yeah, so so the USGA, you know, the faster they get the greens, the better. You know, if they can get them above 13 on the stint meter, you know, that that's what they're trying to do. And whereas <clears throat> the RNA are... Because of the, as I say, the wind and and how open some of the greens are, you know, ten ten and a half foot sort of the target speed f- for the green. So th- they're just not really prepared to push it because they don't want to get in a position where the balls start moving on the yeah. greens and 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 the tournament doesn't doesn't get played out. Like so, I think Muirfield when Phil Mickelson won. They did almost lose the course on the Friday, and I don't think they'd ever want to get take it that close ever again. So, yeah. so ten and a half <coughs> is about what they want. Yeah, so ten, ten and a half would be sort of the the the, the benchmark green speed, I which think, I think to a typical club golfer that'd be quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, most to be fair, a lot of the inland courses these days, so a lot of the parkland courses where where they can, you know, mow the grass short and shave the greens down. You know, you, you're looking at ten, eleven, twelve feet. Yeah. On, on some of the uh, parkland courses, so it d- it depends what you used to. Links Links Golf nine to ten foot is pretty is pretty decent yeah. decent pace. Yeah, us at Walsey we're, we're trying to track ours at nine and a half every day. So we, we we do a lot of data every day to just try and benchmark at nine and a half. If we, if we've got a competition, we can we can easily get them to ten and a half, but we're never really trying to push them beyond that. Yeah. Because you get into a position where you can just yeah if they start to oscillate it's if, if 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 the wind comes in and and the the forecasting's not particularly super accurate it, it is getting better but you know if if the wind was to pick up over twenty miles an hour and you've got you've got over eleven foot on the greens you're going to have issues on exposed yeah. greens so what do you think about this week then what you know who are you looking to who what's your, who's your money on and like who are you looking to follow yeah I'd... The, the outside see Tommy yeah I, well Tommy obviously he, he didn't have a great first round at the Scottish Open but but come back really well from that and ended up finishing third so it would be great it would be great to see him in contention in the final nine holes which I, I believe he will be because he just plays Lynx golf so well uh, it would be great to see Tommy in the mix Matthew Jordan come through qualifying at uh, St Anne's Old Links, yeah, a right. member of Hoy Lake. He's won the Links Trophy around the old course, so he's my outsider. So I'm going to throw a bit of an each way bet on Matthew Jordan. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. I was actually looking at. So we, we've got some mutual acquaintances with with Matty, and I'm, we're hoping to to maybe have a chat with him while we're up here at some mm-hmm. point. But I was looking at his odds. Um, yeah, and they are quite good. I think he's three hundred. Yeah, so, so, so it's, a, it's a really good. It's you know, a good outside. Yeah, yeah, if you can get top ten position, then he's worth a definite each yeah, way. Yeah. Each way odds. He knows the old course really well. I think his 
dad or his granddad's a member of the RNA, so he knows the place like the back of his hand. So he actually did well at the Scottish Open, made the cut. He, he was doing well, I think, until the third round. So he would be a great each way bet. And Shane Lowry's had a good year as well, so I wouldn't I wouldn't write off yeah. Shane Lowry either. He, his touch is fantastic. So I think you know, hopefully, following on from uh, Fitzpatrick in the US Open, hopefully we get a British or Irish winner. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah. if uh, if our listeners check a fiver on Matty Jordan and get some money. What com- what commission are you taking on that? Yeah, I take five percent. Five percent. So that's that's right. That's quite generous, <laughs> yeah. I think. But you're heading back tomorrow evening. Yeah. So I've 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 got today and tomorrow, and then uh, I'll really look forward to watching it from and then home. Back to then. the grind at Wallace. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got a busy month at Wallace. So uh, especially with the the heat wave that's just uh, coming upon us. So there's going to be lots of hands watering and uh, keeping things in check at yeah, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. How's it how's the course looking? Well? Yeah. So it's it's playing really well. We've had we've had a really good year so far. Uh, the court the course conditions has been fantastic. The feedback's been great. Uh, so we're in a really good place. Yeah, it's uh, you know daily standards that we're we're producing are pretty high. So we're we're pleased with where we're going. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting to to someone the, uh, yesterday before, and I think Britain has got some of the best just golfing terrain on the planet. And I, I you know I think it's a toss up between East Lothian and Fife. Those two yeah. are just absurd. But for me, I think the third best place in Britain is the northwest of England. And when you yeah. consider you've got you know Wallasey. Hoyleg, Southport, Nainsdale, Hillside, Formby, Birkdale. It's just the, the courses up there and the land up there is just so good. Like I played Hoyleg on the way up yesterday and it's the land is just like playing off a of Weetabix. Yeah, oh no, it's it's incredible. So I've I've grew up on the northwest coast. My home club was West Lanks for twenty five years. Oh West Lanks. Yeah, <laughs> West so, Lanks. yeah, so I'm just Sorry. yeah, so uh, I, I, you know being a junior member there and getting to play Holy Lake, Bergdale, Formby, Wallsey on, on a regular occasion, it was just amazing. You don't really appreciate how good a stretch of golf is until you move away, really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's incredible. And now I'm back managing a Lynx course on the northwest coast. You know, it's it's tremendous. Uh, you know, I played Hillside last week. Uh, been playing a lot at uh, Lake recently in Birkdale and, and you know the the, the the golf is fantastic yeah, yeah. that's good isn't it well mm. John thank you so much for, for taking the time up in the stands on the second hole of the old course looking down I think that's Alex Noren practicing some silly pin placements yeah, he's got some uh, I don't know where he thinks they're going to be but um, as a parting gift what's the what is the final score I'm going to say 15 under. 15. 15 under. Just hope, uh, hope it doesn't get broken, 15. I'd, 50, I'd, be, I'd be quite happy with 15 under. John, thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Watch this.